Well, first of all, I just want to say uh, that I, I thank God for this opportunity to stand before you once again. Um, you know, God is faithful. I said God is faithful. And, and I, it's an honor to be able to stand up here and to be able to teach you guys. So before I get started, I just want to go to God in prayer. Eternal God, I come before you tonight, Father God, to say thank you once again for this opportunity to stand before these, your precious people. And Father God, I ask that you speak through my lips and think through my mind. Father, I render every spirit that's not of you, I render them unable to come into this service and cause any kind of distraction. I render them unhindered and unchecked in this service. And Father, I ask you, God, to show us your glory in this house on tonight, God. Father God, I ask you to show us your presence, oh God. God, show us your power in here tonight, oh God. And Father, show us your goodness, God. We invite you. You are welcome in this house on tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus of Nazareth, we thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Well, praise God. I thank God for this opportunity. And uh, we're talking about becoming a disciple. So in order to become a disciple, that means everybody is not already a disciple. Amen? And uh, so we're going we're gonna to start with John chapter 8 and begin in the 31st verse. Amen. And it reads, Then Jesus said, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. A lot of times people will quote this 30-second verse, but how many of you know it goes with something else? How will you come to know the truth and be set free? He said that if you continue in my word, then you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Is that what he said? So in order to be a disciple, we have to continue in God's word. Um, verse 31, it says in the Amplified, it says, so Jesus was saying to the Jews who had, who had believed on him, if you abide in my word, continually obeying my teachings and living in accordance with them, then you are truly my disciples. Are you because you believe on Jesus that he done what's necessary for you to become saved? and you're a believer, does that automatically make you a disciple? No. We just read it. If you continue in his word. Just believing does not make you a disciple. And you're going to see tonight, and I'm going to show you in Scripture, where there was many that followed him, that, that yet they, they turned back against him. They turned away from him. 
but they had started out following him. Amen? Verse 31 said, Then said Jesus to those Jews which had believed on him, If, it's a condition, you can be a disciple based on something. He said, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And, you know, before I come here tonight, I was just doing a little reading and, and studying, and I, and I, was, I was just thinking about the word. And, and, and this, this, this becoming a disciple, you know, it, it, it's not one of those shouting messages, you know, but it make you think. But I read in, in John 1, 1, it said, in the beginning was the word. Huh? Let, just let me go there and just read that. I, I, I want to read. I can quote it, but I, I want I want to read it because this is teaching. It says, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." In other words, what I'm, my point I'm getting to, he said, "If you continue in my Word, we just read that He's the Word. If you continue to follow Him." Continue to follow the word. Huh? Amen. And, and there's another scripture he gave me before I came. Verse 14. Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whither I go, but ye cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. You know, we, we, we can't tell, you know, but one of the things that I, I, I really wanted to bring home to you tonight is that you are who he say that you are. Amen? So being a believer is not automatic, does not automatically make you a disciple. Think about the multitude that came to hear Jesus where he was teaching and preaching, did all of them become disciples? Think about it. Did all of them that came to hear him preaching and teaching become disciples? No, they did not. The Bible says many of them believed, but they did not all, but did all of them not come to him? No, they didn't. They all did not become disciples. Disciple has to do with commitment. It has to do with a greater commitment and a greater submission to the Lord, to the master, than many has made. Ladies and gentlemen, in order to be a disciple, it's going to take a great commitment. It's going to take a great commitment. We're gonna, I, I ain't hit this thing yet. Y'all going to see what I'm talking about. It's going to take a great commitment to, of doing some things if you really want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. You're going to have to uh, uh, really be submitted to him. Amen? Go with me to Matthew chapter 10, verse 24. It reads, The, the disciple is not above his master nor the servant above the Lord. Luke 6, 40 says it this way. 
The disciple is not above his master, but everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. Amen? The Amplifier says it this way. A pupil is not superior to his teacher, but everyone, when he is completely trained, readjusted, restored, set to rights, and perfected, will be like his teacher. Amen? So, what, are you, what am I telling you? You can be just like Jesus. Huh? You can be just like Jesus. Amen? The English version says, a disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. When he is fully trained. So, that let me know that we're constantly being trained every day. Every day. And, and I'm going to show you that. We're going we're gonna to keep going. You're, gonna, you're constantly being trained. The word perfect means complete. Is it possible for you to be Jesus' disciple right here, right now, in this life? And learn of him to the degree by his spirit and by his word, that you become just like him. Huh? You can become just like Jesus. Amen. I want you to say this with me. Say high, but not too high. We're talking about reaching a high goal, but not too high to reach. I'm talking about being a disciple. We're talking about reaching a high goal, but it ain't too high that we can't reach it. Amen? Why? Because the master who is training you, you may say, how in the world can I act like that or operate like him? You're looking too much at you and you're underestimating the master teaching you. Amen? And training you. A good teacher can train slow people. Oh, I, I know it. A good teacher can train slow people. I remember before my job closed down and uh, we had people come from California coming out and showing us a new product. And they sent a guy out there that, that was going to train us, but, you know, he didn't know how to do it. He had the blueprints and things, but he, he couldn't do it. And it, it took us a while to get it, you know. So they, they eventually, they, they had the one that come up with the design to come down, and, and then everybody started saying, oh, yeah, I got that, man. And just a matter of time, we had it. So a good teacher can train a slow person. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If a teacher or a trainer is good enough, they can even train difficult learners. Huh? It's not because the pupil was so short, but the teacher was so good. Huh? The author of this book is living inside of you. The author of this book, this book is living inside of you right now. And the word of God tells me I can do all things. Help me, Holy Ghost. 
The word of God tells me I can do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengthens me. But you have to be led by the master. You got to get out the way and be led. Huh? This is the same spirit that was in Jesus when he preached and taught, when he ministered to the sick, when he delivered people, when he raised the dead. The same spirit is in you. And he can teach you. Amen. Say he can teach me. He know how to talk your language. Amen. He know what you can and cannot relate to. Do you believe that? He know. Amen. Say he can teach me. I don't know about you, but I want to be taught by the best. I want to be taught by the best. He's the best. He's the Lord and the master. Amen. You can get it because he's so, he's so good. It's not all going to happen in two or three days or a week or a month. But if you'll stay with him, come on, you'll be changed into his likeness that you are beholding from glory to glory by the spirit of the Lord. Isn't that the one great thing that happened in the book of Acts? You see miracles happening, and the Bible says that they took notice of the disciples. Who did they take notice of? The disciples. That they had been with Jesus. Why? Because they were, they were acting just like him. They were doing the same thing he did. Huh? People can see it when you've been with Jesus. Huh? It ain't, it's not you, but it's him in you. But it's going to cost you something to be his disciple. You're going to have to pay a cost, a great price. Amen? Glory to God. Turn with me then to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25. Thank you, Jesus. I got you where I want you now. Y'all, ooh, y'all quiet. Oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> I got you where I want you. We're going to see if you're really a disciple or not. Just stay with me. 1 Corinthians 9, 25 say, And every man that striveth for the mastery is tempered in all things. Now, do they do it to obtain corruptible crown? But we are incorruptible. Thank you, Lord. The Amplifier says, Now every athlete who goes into training and competes in the games is disciplined and exercises self-control in all things. They do it to win a crown that withers, but we do it to receive an imperishable crown that cannot wither. He compared this discipleship and following of the Lord to living like an Olympic training uh, for the gold. Second Timothy 2, 3. It says it this way, Therefore, thou therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier, of Jesus Christ. As a good soldier. Y'all know we soldiers for the Lord. We in the army. We in the army of the Lord. 
Yeah. And sometimes you're going to have to endure some hardness. Amen. Verse four says, no man that warreth entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. You was chosen to be a soldier. Are you his disciple? And if not, are you willing to be? Are you willing to become his disciple? It is worth it. What will it cost? Hmm. What will it cost you to be his disciple? Well, how much? Go with me to Luke 14. Woo, glory to God. Mm. It is quiet up in here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Luke 14, 25. And there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, verse 26, if any man come to me, uh-oh, y'all with me now? Now, I'm talking about this, this is the disciples. Come on, I'm finna, I'm finna read what he said. Glory to God, if any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Glory to God. Now, that's what Jesus said. I didn't say that. Mm, thank you, Jesus. What is Jesus telling them and us? He's telling us situations where we cannot be his disciples. So not everyone that has heard him and believed on him will be his disciples. It requires a great commitment, doesn't it? And a great submission. Verse 28. For which of you until intending to build a house or a tower, sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it. Verse 29, less happily after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold, it began to mock him. Glory to God. Why didn't they finish? They didn't realize how much it was going to cost before they started. You know, so many people set goals, financial goals, physical goals. I'm going to lose 10 pounds this month. You know why so many people don't reach their goal? Because they're, they weren't honest with themselves, that this is going to cost me something. Huh? And am I willing what it's going to cost me? How bad do you want it? This is what he's saying. How much is it going to cost? And specifically, what he's talking about is how much is it going to cost you to be his disciple? Mm. It's going to cost you something to be a disciple of Jesus. 
You're going to have to give up something in order to get something. What's the price? What's it going to cost you? Amen. See, then these, these type of messages, they ain't, that, they ain't the shouting message where you get up jumping and shouting and hollering and things. It make you think, though. Huh? Amen. Now, this hadn't been preached much. People get saved and say, glory to God, I'm saved. That's it, you know, and no discipline. They don't get up in the morning thinking I've got to train like an athlete. You know, athletes, they get up, you know, uh, the, the Olympic trainers, you know, they get up, they run, they, they eat healthy, they eat all the stuff you don't like and I don't like, you know. And, uh, we want to get up and eat, you know, all this junk, breakfast, donuts, and all this stuff. They get up eating all kinds of weird stuff, you know, and, and we don't want to do that. They get up running and stuff. The same thing in training to be a disciple for God. We got to get up early in the morning. The Bible says that Jesus rose up early in the morning before day. And he was praying. See, this, this is what it's going to take to be a disciple. We're going to have to train. When I don't want to get up, when I don't want to do, I got to do it anyway. Got to do it. Amen. It's going to cost you to be a disciple. I got to discipline my mouth, my mind, my body. I got to discipline myself and my spending. Mm. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And what do I do? I've got to be led by the Lord. Amen? I am not my own. I have a master. Glory to God. And I'm in training to be just like him. I can't run my own life. He's my Lord. I am not my own. I have a master. You have a master. You're not your own. Huh? He's got something for you to do. Are you willing to do what he called you to do? It's going to cost you something. Glory to God. You know, Last week, Pastor talked about Kung Fu and Star Wars, how they train, you know, and, and things. And, and I was thinking about how he was in training and he, he couldn't snatch the pebble from the master's hand. You know, God is training us right now. But it's going to cost you something. You got to stay with it. It ain't going to come overnight. You got to stay with it. Huh? In order to get where God want to take you. If you give up, you, you never know if you could have made it or not. Dr. Savelle say quitting is not an option. Amen. Glory to God. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25. The scriptures say that they did it to obtain a corruptible crown. Something that will rust and fade away and be gone years from now. But we're doing it for a crown that will last forever. Amen. Is it worth the cost? Glory to God. 
I am going into full-time training to be a disciple of the Lord. I don't have it all. I said, I don't have it all. I don't know it all. And I'm, I'm wanting to be trained by the best, by the Lord, my Lord, by the master. Amen? Glory to God. Whatever it takes to follow Jesus all the way is our, ought to be your ultimate goal. Whatever it takes. Huh? To be like him, is it possible that you get to the place that you, that, that you live like him? Is it possible that you can get to that place where you can live like him? Huh? Think like him. Huh? Come on. You talk like him. You pray like him. Minister like him. You can help people just like he did. Amen. Is this possible? Is it? Glory to God. Yes, it is. If you will stay with him long enough and let the training be completed in you long enough, it'll happen more and more and more. Glory to God. The ultimate goal is this. Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Brother Trey, in other words, when I look at you, I ought to see the Father. That's what the words say. Sister Deborah, when I see you, I ought to see the Father. Huh? If you're a disciple, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Ours are the same thing. If you've seen me, you've seen Jesus. You know, half the Christians in the world wouldn't dare say this. Yet I'm quoting the scripture. Didn't Jesus say, if you believe in me, the works I do, you'll do, and greater works than these shall you do because I go to my Father? Didn't he say that? That's the word, ladies and gentlemen. Who is he talking to? You and me. You and me. We are his disciples. Now, and I'm not prophesying this, but just like there were many that walked with Jesus, but yet and still the Bible say they drew back. Why? They didn't count the cost. The cost of discipleship. A lot of people want to be a disciple, but they don't want to give up what they're doing in the world. But they want to live for him. But yeah, yeah, but I, I, I you know, man, I don't think it hurt nothing just to have one beer. Uh, 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 it ain't gonna hurt nothing. Where does that say that in the Bible? You're going to follow him, you're going to follow him. All the way. Huh? You're not going to try to make things up to try to fit you. Come on now. We have a reason why we want to do what we want to do. But it's going to cost you to follow him. Do we have any disciples in the house tonight? Here, one right here. We'll tell you, you know, we say things like, well, I don't think nothing wrong with doing that. I don't see nothing wrong with that. But what do he say? There's a way that seems right unto a man. 
But the end thereof is death. Huh? Say, I don't think nothing wrong with that. What do the words say about what you're thinking about? Huh? Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever it takes to follow Jesus all the way is our ultimate goal. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It'll happen to you if you just stick with him. If you just stay with him, it'll happen. Thank you, Jesus. Go with me to Luke 14, 31. Luke 14, verse 31. It says, Or what king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him? They cometh against him with 20,000. How many know before you say, yeah, I'm meeting and we'll fight. Now, you never met the guy. You never seen him. I want to show y'all something. I want to fight. Brother Bowen, come up here for a minute, please. I, want, I, want, I just want to show y'all something, what he's talking about. Count the cost. Count the cost. Now, y'all look at this man. Y'all look at this man. Now, I'm like, I'm going to fight Mr. Baldwin. I, I'm going to fight him. I ain't never seen him. Don't know what he look like. Don't know how big he is or nothing, but I'm going to fight him. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to fight him. I, I'm not, I, haven't, I haven't seen him. I don't know what it's going to cost. You need to weigh the cost. Amen. See? Amen. Wait and see what it's like before you start. That's what he's talking about right here. <laughs> Stay right there, Brother Baldwin. That's what he's saying. He said, Sit us not down first and consult us whether he be able with 10,000 or to meet him that they come against him with 20,000. I got 10,000 men, but I'm going to fight somebody with 20,000. Or I'm going to go out and I'm going to fight this man at the church. I'm going to get you out the church. And then I walk up and I have to look up at this man? I don't think so. <laughs> That's all, brother. Hey, you, you, got to, you got to pay the cost. I mean, weigh the cost. Count the cost. Count the cost, y'all. Amen. We got to count the cost. Huh? What is it going to cost? Amen. Glory to God. Or you go out to fight and his arm is three times bigger than yours. You might want to know that. You might want to know, am I, do I have enough people to, to win this battle? You know what I'm saying? Check on that before you say, yeah, we'll fight. People do this all the time. They say, I'm going to do this and that. And they have no idea what they're getting into. They haven't checked it. They haven't looked at it. They haven't even seen it. We need to be quick to hear. Hear from the Lord. Huh? Slow to speak. And slow to anger. Come on, y'all. Huh? Glory to God. Verse 33 says, So likewise, whosoever he be of you, 
that forsaketh not all that he hath, he, watch this, cannot, say cannot, be my disciple. That's what he said. He that can't forsake all. Huh? Is it going to cost you anything to be his disciple? Yes. How much is it going to cost you? Huh? When we, when we read verse 26, if any man may come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brother and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Is he saying I'm supposed to hate my father and mother? Am I supposed to hate my kids? Well, scriptures say if you hate your brother, you're a murderer. Huh? And a murderer doesn't have eternal life. Not hate in this sense. If you look up the word hate, it means a couple of things. Number one, it means to detest. Amen? And the other one means to love less. If you come to him and say, I want to follow you, and you don't love mama and daddy less than you love him, you don't love brothers, sisters, and sons, and daughters less, and your own life less than you do him, you cannot be his disciple. Boy, it's quiet up in him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, the word hate, if you look it up, means hate like you think hate in a lot of other places. I think you should feel strongly about anything or anybody that stands between you following the Lord. We do not suppose to hate people, but at the same time, you ought to feel very strongly about anything or anybody that would stand between you or prevent you from following him all the way. Huh? Glory to God. Turn with me, if you would, to Matthew 10, 37. And it reads, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son, daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Now, this is a huge area. And part of why so many believers are not disciples. Because the truth is, they love somebody else more than they love him. They wouldn't want to admit it, but they're demonstrating it daily. Family does not come first. I'm going to say that again. Family does not come first. And I've heard people, I've heard them personally say, well, my family come first. Well, if your family come first, you cannot be his disciple. I'm just telling you what the words say. Huh? They wouldn't want to admit it. 
but it's the truth. Family does not come first. Your job does not come first. Your business does not come first. Amen. The Lord comes first. His things come first. Glory to God. But some people say, my family come first. What they say, you know. But if you're one of those that say your family come first, you can't be his disciple. If your kids come first, he's not first, then you're not his disciple. The Bible says no man can serve two masters. You'll hate one and love the other. You'll hold fast. You'll hold to one and despise the other. You can't have two lords and you can't have two masters. There's a place for only one master and he's the one. Ain't no your fans, but not just one master. One. That's it. I wish y'all was shouting on this, but hey, that's okay. <laughs> Glory to God. Turn with me to Luke chapter 9. And verse, let's see, I think it's 57. Luke 9, 57, I believe it is. Thank you, sir. And it came to pass that as they went in their way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee wheresoever thou goest. What's he saying to him? What is he saying to Jesus? What is he saying? I want to be your disciple. You see, in more than one occasion, what Jesus said, follow me. The fishermen, they left their business and they left their nets and followed him. Matthew, the tax collector, followed him. He left his tax booth. He left the, that life and followed him. You should ask the Lord, if I follow you, what will it take? He said, I'll follow you wherever you go. Verse 58, and Jesus said unto him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man hath nowhere to lay his head. Now this is me saying this right now. You know, Jesus saying, I ain't got nowhere to lay my head. Huh? Jesus became poor so that you and I might be rich. Amen? Verse 59 said, And he said unto another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Now the implication is, wait till he dies and I bury him. In other words, he's saying, Lord, I, I, I want to follow you, but first let, wait, wait till my daddy die and, and I bury him and, and then I'll come follow you. You can't be his disciple like that. You got to forsake all. It's going to cost you something. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to cost you to follow Jesus. Amen? Verse 60. Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury the dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. Wow. Let the dead 
buried the dead. We got to be about our father's business. I guarantee you, if God tells you to go and do something, if you would take care of his business, then he'll take care of your business. Amen. But we have to be willing to take care of his business. And then when we're willing to take care of his business, he'll take care of our business. Don't care what it is. Doesn't matter. He'll take care of it. Amen. Verse 61. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell which are at home in my house. In my house. What is he saying? Lord, I follow you. But I got to go tell mama to go. I got to say bye to my brother. I don't want to go, but let me go tell him bye. Come on, y'all. This is what he's saying. If you can't forsake all, you're not a disciple. Mm. It's tight, but it's right. (laughs) Am I in in the book? This is the word. Huh? Verse 62 said, Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Mm, mm, mm. No man is fit after you done put your hand to the plow and then you look back. He said you're not fit for the kingdom of God. Glory to God. This is what he's saying. The cost to be a disciple. Do you want to be a disciple of Jesus? It's going to cost you. But I promise you one thing. When you say, Lord, I want to be your disciple, no matter what it looked like, when you be about the Father's business, he'll be about your business. He'll work things out for you and you... I mean, you, you don't even know how he did it, but he'll just work it out. We have to trust him if you really want to be a disciple. Amen. But it's going to cost you something. Say the cost. The price is not to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed. Glory to God. Y'all receive that tonight? I'm telling you, it's going to cost you something. And I tell you what, we're in a good word church. We getting the word. We getting it every week. Amen. We getting the word. We shouldn't be afraid to be a disciple. You know, some, I've heard mothers say, well, that's my baby. Uh -uh. You don't know, that's my baby. You know? Well, my baby come first. Well, I I challenge you to do one thing. Give your baby to the Lord and you watch and see don't God work your thing out. You watch it. When you give that that you can't let go of, when you give it to God, huh? then God will work it out. But you got to give it to God. I don't care who you are, you give it to God and you see won't God fix your problem. 
Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Give it to him. Let God have it. Amen? Amen. Did y'all receive this tonight? Thank you. God bless you.